Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hudge, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. Legend says he loves a chili con carne. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm alright, mate. Or should I say, oi oi, saveloi. Oi oi. Um, yes, mate. Do you know what I've been doing? Do you know what I've been doing these past few days? Downloaded the 2005 Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the Xbox, didn't you I? Did. did you see How that? is it? I did. How it, was it, mate? It's phenomenal. It's yeah. like incredibly nostalgic. This. However, however, if you remove the nostalgia. Yep. Does it actually, like, line up with the modern Star Wars Battlefront 2 2017? I'm not sure it does. I'm does really it not hold sure. up as a fun experience, even without the nostalgia? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. But it's like it's, it's just it's a game of its time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a game of its time. And even playing it, I was like, oh, wow, okay, so... You can just like smash out these missions in a few minutes if you know what you're doing. And yeah, it, it's funny because I remember when the 2017 Battlefront 2 came out, or the original, um, original 2015 Battlefront, yes, the reboot came out. Everyone was like, wow, this needs to be like Battlefront 2 2005. And it's like, wow, you know, I don't know. Looking well, at it, actually. Through, yeah, look, looking at it now, it's like, oh, it's great fun, but there's a lot of nostalgia there. Do you know I, what I mean? So. I'd wager that Battlefront 2015 and 2017 will have a lot more longevity in terms of actual gameplay, simply mm-hmm. because of their of their format, their medium. You jump on, you can have a laugh, you can play these missions, there's different types of missions you can play, and then you can come off again. Whereas, yeah. and, and they will always look good, okay? Even when we're looking at PlayStation 9, which is basically like me on the other side of the telly, so it looks so good. Um, yeah. I think we'll be able to look back at these games now, including Fallen Order and even Squadrons and stuff, and be like, yeah, these games look great. You know, again, longevity may um, vary for some, but they're going to look great. And yeah, I mean, the ba- I, haven't, I haven't played Battlefront 2, the 2005 one, for a long, long time, but I did get the fuzzies when I was watching your TikTok of you playing it. Yeah, like that, mate. It, it, like, there's some music, it's a gameplay, it's the graphics, yeah. which back then, you know, it was a... And they don't look bad, bad now either. And like, it's just a choice of options in the game, the choice of characters, locations. There's, there's so much going on, but I can't lie, mate. I'm a current-gen boy, or at least a last-gen. Mm. I need me the latest, the newest-looking things. I, I, know, I want to yes. go to Ajan Kloss on the last Battlefront and stuff yes. like that, because it just looks dirty. And we experience. Talk, we talk briefly about like games and stuff on um well January's podcast, which is up on the Patreon, yes. patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. If you want to have a cheeky listen to that, um yeah, the podcast was sick, mate. It was mm. sick. But elsewhere, elsewhere in the 
sessions averse, the sessions galaxy. Um, it is Star Wars podcast day in it actually on, on the, no, yesterday, yesterday yes. is Star Wars podcast day, the 7th of February. Um, and this is of course commemorating the day that the first ever Star Wars podcast launch, which was Jedi talks. And it was dropped in 1999, 7th of February, 1999. Um, so we dropped a cheeky conversation with the Cantina 2 lads, didn't we, yesterday? So hopefully those <laughs> yes. of you who are going to Celebration in London later this year, you've had a listen to that and you're thinking, Do you know what, Cantina 2, I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Let's do it. Let's have it. So, um, mate, this, this Celebration, it's going to be it's going to be pretty impressive, isn't it? It's going to be pretty impressive. It's going to it's going to be fantastic. Obviously, you've got the Cantina Two, which is going to be on the Sunday, which is hosted or organised by Mark from Ash Jed, who is a fantastic horror movie producer and director and writer, and Martin slash Darth Fluff. And we had a raucous conversation with them, which went out on the podcast feed, uh, where they gave us all the info on the ins and outs of uh, organising the the concert, the the event, what can we expect? Who's going to show up? The memories that you can all have if you turn up as well. And I can't wait for that. I genuinely mm-hmm. can't wait. Um, shout out to the team at Star Wars Podcast Day. Great job you guys are doing as well. Thank you for inviting us, along with many other great content creators, to to celebrate what is a, a day that kind of means a lot to us, because otherwise we wouldn't be here if them lads over at Jedi Talks hadn't started their little show just in time for the Phantom Menace. So shout out wow. to everybody involved in Star Wars podcast day. Celebration is going to be fine. Cantina two is going to be fire. We're going to be at the after party. You can get your tickets. Uh, we, if you look at our social posts for the Star Wars sessions, extra conversation, you'll see all the details in there. Star Wars celebration. Ain't just going to be fire because of the, of the Cantina two. Sorry. It's going to be fire. Because of what's happened the night before, isn't it, mate? Let's not forget Bibs. Bibs Bash is happening. Bibs Bash, mate. Bibs Bash, Saturday night. Bibs Bash, Saturday night. Bibs if Bash. you want tickets, there are still tickets, um, but the early birds sold out. Sold that out in 24 hours. Well, within in 24 less, hours, yeah. yeah. Less, less than 24 hours. Early bird, sold out. Um, <laughs> but remaining tickets, just head to our socials. Head to our socials and there's links on there. So go to Instagram, go to the link in the bio and you'll find tickets there. Mate, celebration is going to be crazy. I can't wait. It's coming home. Um, what else is coming home this week, mate, boy? Um, well, me in this light tree drink as well, mate. And my <laughs> jaw when it's coming home because it hit the floor and I found out those early bird tickets are sold out so quickly. Not to be that guy to br- humble brag, but I could not believe it. Thank you, everybody yeah. who got those tickets. What is coming home, though, is is that very familiar sound, my friend, in my ear. One could call it a chime. I think it's Big Ben Kenobi. I know what it means. You do too. But maybe the listeners don't. Enlighten them, my friend. What does it all mean? It must mean it's a galactic news round. When asked about the possibility of returning as Qui-Gon Jinn during an interview with Men's Health magazine, Liam Neeson said no. Star Wars, no. As much as I admire them, there's just so many of them now. I've lost track, unfortunately. Speaking to Play Magazine, game director Stig Asmussen said that Star Wars Jedi Survivor will include both a fast travel system 
and rideable creatures to ensure players can explore to the full. Oddman Animations, the studio that makes Wallace and Gromit, are one of the nine studios confirmed to be producing new shorts for the second season of Star Wars Visions. The season has been confirmed to release on Disney Plus on May 4th. And a collection of more than 400 Star Wars toys, including unopened original figures that were kept in a cupboard for 40 years, has sold for a total of £622,000 at auction in Pennsylvania, USA. Hi, this is Brendan Wayne from The Mandalorian, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. We've got a doozy for you this week, guys, and it all comes from one of our patrons. Yes, we mentioned this last week in the band scene during the Patreon question section. Now, we had a question which was so filthy, it deserved its own main episode the question came from matthew bell who you may know as big boy bell and mm. he sent in this question which we're now going to elaborate on for the next 45 odd minutes or so matthew bell he asked us does star wars have a timeline problem between live action animation and publishing we're getting content set across several hundred years add in the kotor remake and it then starts to run into the thousands New or casual fans could be easily forgiven for finding it all a bit confusing and daunting. In the long run, it's essential for the survival of the franchise to attract those fans and not frighten them off. So firstly, Matty Bell, thank you so much for a great Patreon question as ever. And the question that came out of that though, mate, is does Star Wars have a timeline problem? Straight up, mate, that's the question we're going to ask, and I'm going to throw it to you. When you saw the question and you had a few seconds to absorb it originally, what did you think? Well, it doesn't really feel like that long ago that we had three prequel films and three original trilogy films, and then a canon cartoon series, an animated show, that kind of filled in the cracks in between episodes two and three but mm-hmm. weren't necessarily at the time anyway weren't really necessary viewing yeah you just basically had episodes one to six um now you have episodes one to nine you have rogue one you have solo you've got the mandalorian seasons one and two you've got the book of boba fett you've got Andor. you've got clone wars which has become more important to view you've got star wars rebels you've got star wars resistance yeah, it, it quickly goes on. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, did you know the comics are canon? Oh, and the books, they're canon as well. Suddenly, the world of Star Wars, the galaxy of Star Wars has got very, very big in what I think a quite short space of time. Listen, I know in the, in the uh, pre-Disney acquisition, we had the expanded universe, right? But we didn't have the live action content mate and and mm-hmm. and this year alone 2023 right we're recording this february 2023 yep. ahead of us we have a beautiful star wars celebration to look forward to Ooh. but we've got the mandalorian season three we've got skeleton crew we've got ahsoka we've got another season of andor we've maybe got some more films coming out um <laughs> it's daunting mate it is daunting and i can't lie 
I feel like if I were to tell someone, you know, oh, are you in Star Wars? No, I've never seen them. What should I start with? It's, it's starting to get a little bit complicated. It's starting to feel like, hang on, what is the viewing order? What's necessary? What's unnecessary? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's all starting to get a little bit, uh, I don't know, a little bit messy. It's getting a little bit messy. And I think we're, we're used to it because we're geeks. We can jump yeah. around the timeline and understand what's going on, right? And let's use the example of something like Andor, you know, trying to explain to your aunt, oh, when's Andor set, darling? And it's like, well, <laughs> it's set, you know, before Rogue One. Which one was Rogue One? Oh, you know, the one where they still did Death Star plans before the original trilogy, which is the original trilogy again? Listen. I've yeah, been ones. talking enough. I've been talking enough, Matty boy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, I, and I've got, I've got a point, and I've actually, and toward the end of the show, I've got an optimistic outlook on this. But I want, I, I want to pass it. Yeah, I know you're looking at me. Funny. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> Go on, mate. What, what do you think? It's a good question, ain't it? It's it, a really it, good it question. Is, it is a meaty question, and it's easy to look at this as a no, it's not too messy or yes, it is too messy without considering mm. that, you know, there is there a middle ground to this? And I don't think, and it's one of those odd ones where we always try to find the balance in the force with any discussion. We try to be as optimistic as we can or, or positive slash realistic. But I generally, when we, when I read this question, I was like, you know what? There isn't a wrong answer to this. And I don't mean to be that guy sitting on the fence, but mm-hmm. I don't think there is. So, cause, so for me, okay. I look at it as somebody who actually is, I've mentioned it on, the podcast, I think a few while ago, I mentioned it on my own jibber jabber show on Patreon and on this show that there is so much coming out now that it, you, you just can't consume it. So you do have to kind of pick and choose. Now, I think the, the PS de resistance will always be anything live action. I yeah. think, we're, I think we're fine at the minute with that. Yeah. You know, we've got a couple of series each year in this kind of fast food world we live in you know there's series every every week coming out that for people to consume uh so in star wars you know two or three a year fine plus maybe a film every other year i think that's fairly manageable um and then of course you got and then you got a video game every few years uh currently the animated series are well they kind of come in and out in between uh, and then you look into the books and the comics then of course it is quite daunting but i guess it's personal preference as well so mm-hmm. if you don't like 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 Lukey Boy, he he said it himself. He's not a fan of the books, or okay, maybe he's not a fan of Star Wars literature in terms of that's how he wants to spend his time, and that's fine, right? Because right. if I didn't, there'd be someone out there like our friends at Utini who do love it. Yeah, I'll go and check out their video or or the comics. You know, I can't, I don't have enough time, mate, for the comics. And there are times when I think, am I missing something here? And maybe I am. Maybe I am. But it all comes down to planning and it all comes down to our favourite word, mate, which is, of course, the execution oh, of it. Yeah. it. It's how they decide to uh, label everything. And I don't mean, I think, I don't mean like, mean like G-Can and all that kind of stuff, but it, it, it just comes down to how that well they communicate with people. Visions was brilliantly communicated. Where does this fit? It fits on its own little parallel axis over there. It isn't part of the wider story. Brilliant. You know, nailed it. Great. Done a great Brilliant. job. I think they just need to communicate better and there are ways which we'll get into how they can do that without just saying, oh yeah, this is, you know, this is a book set here or this is in the High Republic era or this is in the Resistance era. I think Mm. there are ways which they can drill that down a little bit, but I don't think there's a wrong answer here, mate. 
No, I don't think so. I think that's a cracking point, as per usual, mate. Um, it's 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 a tough one, yeah, because I feel like this for me, this question centers around something that I said earlier. You know, if there were a new person coming to the franchise, or you know, a a a, a kid, um, where where do you start? Like, where would you start? Let's say your daughter um shows like an interest for star wars right in a year or two and she's like dad i want to i really want to watch some star wars i want to see what all the hype's about yep because she would say it like that right <laughs> that's exactly how she that's how she talks mate you, you've seen her a few times you know what she's like yeah where would you start mate where would you start with in 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 the case of someone this like this is gonna sound this is gonna sound Re- um, fairly cliche and contrived but do you know what for uh, uh, because i know my daughter's sensibilities and the length of them i would probably start with that um forces of destiny show which was yeah. on i think youtube i think it was on because YouTube. they're what mm. four or five minutes long it, it focuses on the heroes it's a bit of, it's a bit fun it's a bit of fluff mm-hmm. and whilst the stories themselves you know are canon as such they you know they're the stories about Jin Erso chasing a cat and stuff like that. You could just, you could, you could watch them and enjoy them. So I'd probably start on that, but I had this discussion with someone the other day and I said, I, th- I think the f- perfect film to start a kid off with, certainly a kid, uh, my daughter's age, six and a half is the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I know that wasn't necessarily the question of like, let, let's talk about when to do it, but yeah. the Phantom Menace, I think is the optimal other than Qui-Gon getting skewered. Everything else in it, you got some quite light-hearted stuff. You got a pod race. You got a little kid as the anti- as the protagonist. Sorry, um, you get to see a cool a cool bad guy. You get lightsaber fights and uh, stuff like that. But I would probably start with an animated show first, mm-hmm. just to kind of bed her in with the uh, kind of fun side of it. I certainly I wouldn't start off with the OT. I know it might be heresy to some, um, just in case it, it, she felt it was too slow, maybe. Mm. But uh, even though, you know, to us, maybe it's not, but to a six-year-old, it might be. But I think I'd start for Forces of Destiny, mate, and then The Phantom Menace is where I'd go. Yes, mate. I love that. And I Mm -hmm. think, listen, Phantom Menace, I love Phantom Menace when I was a kid. Phantom Menace is probably one of the core reasons as to why I'm a Star Wars fan, you know, growing up with that around you, that, that, that kind of pop culture, you know. I remember playing out on the street when I lived in Devon and recreating the Darth Maul Qui-Gon, <laughs> yeah. you know, fight. And there, there, there's just something very, very magical, I think, about that film for kids. Um, evidently, evidently, the same thing can be said of something like The Clone Wars, right? Good show. Uh, and, and that is exactly why there is this huge, huge Clone Wars generation now that is of an age to go to Star Wars Celebration and go to the pub after and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's bizarre. I find that bizarre. You yeah. must find it bizarre. Like, but it's but well, that's that's the reality we live in now. That's that's just how yeah. it is. And um kids I I I think kids figure it out. I think kids figure it out, you know, it took me a while to piece it all together. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really that bothered. I I remember the original trilogy, um, watching the original trilogy at my nan and granddad's house, or you know, on Boxing Day on ITV or whatever it was, and um, and thinking I don't really care what like in what order this is on. 
Do you know what I mean? How many kids do you know that watched Star Wars for the first time and the first Star Wars film they watched was like Empire or even Return of the Jedi? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or The Force Awakens or something in, in terms of the new stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's not about where it's placed. It's what what what's attuned to their sensibility. Star Wars Resistance will be perfect for little ones as an entry point into Star Wars as well. And that's something yes. which um, we've mentioned on the show doesn't maybe have the general appeal to a wider Star Wars audience because of its tone. That it'd be great for kids, mate. Yes, very true. Now let's play. Let's play devil's advocate, mate. Let's let's uh, do a little comparison to a yes. franchise we never talk about on this podcast. Um, let's compare it to something like Marvel. Ooh, let's compare it to something like Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Credit where credit's due. Yeah, credit where credit's due. For the most part, like with the, the vast majority of the time, the Marvel content is moving in a chronological order. Right, yep. they aren't really going doing. They're not going back and doing prequels. And if they do, they're far and few between. You know, I can think of like Black Widow. Yeah, I can't think of much else. Again, I'm not. Yeah, you might have a film which is set a, a year or two before the one that came before, just before or something yeah. like that. But never anything mental. But it's always in motion. It's always in motion, isn't it? It's always going in one trajectory, and it's not going right right now. We're going to do a whole series, and this whole se- uh, television world is going to be set back before Endgame. Yeah, back before Infinity War, and it's all going to tie in together. Look, yeah, I know they're different franchises and there's different fillings here, but I think it's worth comparing. There is an argument to be to be had, I think, that Marvel, despite the fact it has way, way more, way more content, than than star wars and maybe that's not a good thing but it it might be a bit easier to follow because of the chronological thing is that is that i I think for somebody coming into it yes it's not not that i necessarily believe that i just mean yeah no no do you know what i mean yeah because they're they're very very clear in the in in marvel and the mcu you've got phase one two three four five it's in a phase or you've got the overall infinity saga or this multiverse saga, whatever I think it's what the next, this one's called. So, yeah, they, they're, yeah. they're subsectioned into, into like major sagas and then into smaller parts within smaller phases within that. But yeah. it's very clearly labeled, even in things like the packaging you get, it says it's all over it, phase, whatever. Um, but I, I saw, so yeah, I think it might, I think it is generally easier because like you say, it's in motion, but my counter to that is it, what, you then after a while you then for me you then struggle to then be like right we're going back in time now without it feeling like a bit of a jump because the mm-hmm. mcu started in 2007 and if it keeps going forward you know they cut that's it yeah they, they've gone back into in like eternals they've kind of gone back a little bit during that but true because they've gone forward so much now at what point can they start to go back without it without it thinking like right oh we're having to go back now to start filling in some blanks or to expand on our story a bit more or whatever i think what the wars has the star wars has mm. is it's got such a rich tapestry to play from and you you can go back until the beginning of time with star wars but yeah. with that of course potentially can bring the confusion with the different timelines the different eras look we haven't even got a kotor or the our republic officially yet you know we've mm. got a high republic we've got prequels ot's all that kind of stuff but i think yeah for Star Wars, being able to go back and forward, I think, is a strength. 
because then if they release something in the sequel trilogy, they can play on that 50 years before that in universe and have a prequel, which actually makes that better or gives tells us how Palpatine returns, which is what they're doing in the Mandoverse. They are retroactively strengthening their own product. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you can do that too much or it can become too messy, as we've said, if you don't get that communication right, which I think Marvel do very well. And I do actually like their forward trajectory. I do think that is quite appealing to know that the next show you watch on, on Disney Plus or Marvel is going to be set in and around or past after the last one you've watched. So yeah. you kind of feel like you're moving with it. So I think that is, I think it's a comparison you, you can make. I think it's a good shout. Because it's kind of, it, it, and, and this is completely different styles, but it's like set during the year it's released, isn't it? Right. So if um, Black Panther, I think, came out mm. in like 2017 or something, like Black that that event happened in the MCU in 2017. Mm. It's a roundabout. You know? I think the Sp- Spider-Man film, Spider-Men film might be a year or two ahead of current day, I think. Right. But it is in this era. It's in this right. like, yeah. lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this, this is where it starts to get, I think, a little bit blurry. It's like trying to explain to someone with all of this, you know, content coming out, you are a little bit reliant on them already knowing to some degree what Star Wars is, what it's about, what the, where the films are. And I think something that doesn't necessarily help. Yeah, doesn't necessarily help. I could be wrong on this, but it's just it's just something that I've noticed is that you know when George went back and made the prequels, he was like, right, well, Phantom Menace, this is Episode One, and it was it was it was you know integral to the branding, wasn't it? Yes, and that was that was that was vital because it told people this is before, this is Episode One, right? And and obviously there was the build up to that anyway with him going back and doing. Empire Strikes Back episode five. People are like, "What? What do you mean episode what? five? And what? But anyway, anyway, that that really helped, right? Whereas what what I've noticed, I think, in an effort to almost remove themselves from the prequels, ironically, yep. the Force Awakens was just Star Wars: The Force Awakens. It, it wasn't really Star Wars Episode Seven, even though like on talk shows or in trailers, like behind the scenes stuff, they called it episode seven. The branding didn't really tell you it's episode seven. Yeah, no. And it's, uh, it's only now we've got all of the films on Disney plus that you can kind of see like, Oh yeah, this is that one. That's that one. And, 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 and this is number seven. And it's, it's written in very, in a very small font <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah. And it's done it for all of them. And Disney tells you, like, this is the order to do it in. Yes. But let's say you're going, let's say, mate, you're going to the old shop, yeah, and you're getting the, the original Blu-rays or the original DVDs, yeah, for the sequel trilogy. It's hard to figure out which one's the first one. Yeah. It's really difficult. It's like, which one's, which one, where do I start here? Yeah. You know, that's, that's another small thing that I've, that I've noticed is mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's it is it is it's a bit messy, mate. It is a bit messy. I don't want to just moan, and I'm not no, going no, to no. just moan. Like I said, I have a positive outlook on this, and I'm getting to it. But I think it's it's warranted that we that we um, acknowledge that. Yeah, this could be a little bit daunting, and no, even I in think the, it's a great point. Even in the content, Big Boy Bell replied to mm. a comment on Instagram. Yeah, and he said something that he's noticed is that we get more flashbacks now 
in this current slew of in, in this current slate of Star Wars than what we used yep. to get. And that is because it has to remind you constantly, oh, do you remember this? This is when this happened, and this is what happened then. I think that's also in part because of the very nature of television, but it's happening more than it used to, right? I don't think we ever really had flashbacks at all in the Star Wars until The Force Awakens came around. Sorry, Episode 7. Sorry, I got confused. Oh, Um, oh. oh. (laughs) But no, you're on that. That's a fantastic point because if you look at the posters for the sequel trilogy or, you know, people on Instagram, they always mock up these really cool graphics of all nine of the films and their on their logo upon release and yeah the bottom of the sequel trilogy it's got star wars in yellow red and blue and in the middle of those Mm -hmm. two words it has the name of the film um i know you could argue that it just says a new hope it says empire it says whatever but they are very clearly subtitled episode one to six in the marketing as well yeah in the film of course you watch the force awakens this is episode seven fine but but yeah, like you say, like in, but in the in the marketing, True. which is everywhere that smacks you in the face, it doesn't necessarily say that. And I think that's a very, very good point, my friend. And it comes down to exactly what we said. They had a chance to reset with when Disney took over Lucasfilm, and I, th- I think for me, mm-hmm. the overall thing is I don't, I don't. I'm going to say it now, I don't necessarily think there is a timeline problem because for me. Everything that needs to be in a tight little box is. I know there's a, and I know we we host a Star Wars podcast. We have that knowledge, but I I do think that they are there is a defined um, prequel, original sequel tri- trilogy, and mm-hmm. I think even things like the High Republic. I think that's well defined um, in the fact that it's called the High Republic era. I think the I think when they think put things like the word era on, I think it's almost smacking people in the face to say that this isn't necessarily what you've seen before or this isn't the you know the 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 empire because it's got it's called high republic era this Mm -hmm. surely this is set in a different time um and on the books mate i I was frantically trying to grab one whilst you were talking and i couldn't reach one what they do which i think is delray do i will say which i think is actually really really cool is on the inside on like the first few pages it has a timeline of the delray books so it has all nine films and then in between oh, that, sick. it has where the books lay, lie within that. So it will have like, I don't know, Resistance Reborn set between Last Jedi and, and The Rise of Skywalker or whatever. So when you open the book and you, you open through the first pages, you can see immediately where this is set. Now, they only do that for the Delray books because that's for their books. But I think that's a fantastic way of doing it. It's their own little roadmap. And I think that's them acknowledging Matty Bell's question from the past i think they're basically saying that there are quite there's quite a few books out there what happens if i pick up aftermath life debt you might not know that's the second part of a trilogy you might not know when that's set but you open the book and you can see where it's set oh there's a book before this it's re- and, and it's in chronological order in terms of when it is set so if if the book phasma that book decent book that is that that is that is uh place before something like bloodline i think in the deray timeline because it is set before that story so right. they've done a really good job over there at deray i'll give them credit um and that, that's sometimes all it all it takes is just a, a, a little crib sheet almost but i also yeah. acknowledge you can't really do that you can't have you, that's not going to be there when you're watching uh, a film on telly or when you're in cex for example and you're buying a blu-ray you're not going to whip out a crib sheet and be like right where is this from so right. yeah very point very much acknowledged there so i'm i don't know about you i think we've kind of we've had a little moan and we're all we've voiced concern we love it 
we've voiced concern, right? And I don't think um, it would hurt for going for because let's be honest, the, the the likelihood is for a lot of new viewers of Star Wars, the majority of them are probably mm. going to be coming from streaming, right? Yes, probably, and certainly and live just, action. I'd probably say as well. Yes, okay, yeah. exactly. So I think it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't harm Disney Plus to go look. This is Fall of the Jedi, the prequels. This era is Reign of the Empire. Yeah, Bad Batch, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Solo. Yeah, Age of Rebellion and or original trilogy, Rogue One, so on and so forth. Yeah, sequels, Mandalorian, New Republic. You get the idea. I think some sort of official labeling is going to be needed or branding, yeah, is going to be needed. And I think it would look, I think it could look really cool. I think it, it could look really, really cool. A bit akin to, yeah, credit where credit's due, saying to Marvel, these are the phases. Yep. Phase one. These films, these series. Yep. And on and that story is what I was uh, kind of what kind of what I was alluding to earlier, but not in yeah. anywhere near as beautiful as the way you said it. In oh, how it's how you tar. segment it. And it could be something simple as a colour coding. Like yeah, yeah, got, yeah, like, yeah. It could be like, you know, the age of the age of em- the empire. That is yeah. red. So if you see like if you see a red bar at the top with whatever it's called, you know that's set here. As, but as long as they can communicate that within their description. Uh, but the thing is, it's it, now it sounds like we're we're saying right, you've got to have colours, you've got to say this isn't this, but it isn't. It isn't as convoluted as that. And I think what you've just said is, no. I think it's on the money, mate. When you can just segment it like that, it's just an idea. Now, now here's the other thing. Here is the other thing. Some of you guys might remember from earlier on. Uh, in the in the podcast last year, <laughs> I was saying I was saying uh, some of my family members from Birmingham are starting to watch The Mandalorian for the first yes. time yeah. ever. Okay, they're not really familiar with Star Wars. Yeah, but this this my this my uh, sister in law, right? My missus sister, who we're yeah. very close to, and um, not seen any of the films or anything like that. And at the time, we could kind of get away with putting on an episode or two of The Mandalorian. We couldn't really get, we couldn't really justify sitting down and watching Rogue One in the original trilogy. But when we're up there, should we stick on an episode of Mandalorian? Yeah, let's do it. The Mandalorian is so ridiculously accessible and watchable and rewatchable and likable that it has this like ridiculous gravity around it, right? You're, I mean, even if you're new to this podcast, welcome, but like it's not rocket science, is it? That Mando is pretty much globally loved isn't it and yeah, all you've got, got to do is reach. listen to our episodes to know what we feel about it it's not necessarily perfect but it's definitely palatable and it's definitely well produced something like the mandalorian can stand on its own two feet you can just watch the mandalorian and the mandoverse and you don't actually need to watch the original trilogy it adds to it yeah, like who's this like w- amazing space wizard who just comes yeah, out of nowhere yeah. with a green lightsaber and saves the day? <laughs> but seeing that through my sister-in-law, it that was like that w- was literally what I just described. It was like this wizard just turned up out of nowhere and went, and it was like, what, what? Oh, that's a Jedi. Oh. And I think the same could be said of something like Andor. 
you know, and or I'm there are a lot of people out there. I'm thinking probably wrongly, right? Maybe even retired people, middle aged people who who have no interest in Star Wars, but love like a thriller or a spy film or or a, or even like murder mystery that those sort of genres, right? They would, I think, they would eat up something like Andor and enjoy and and really enjoy it. I think they there's potential for something mm-hmm. like that. And they could just watch that. And then maybe they could go, oh, so what else? What else is available on this? And just hope that they don't watch The Phantom Menace first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Lisa, I'm joking. Well, you're, that, that, that's, that is the point I was thinking when you were saying is that Mando is accessible. And I, I know people, I know people who listen to this show or comment on yeah. our socials who got into Star Wars because of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, Andor, Andor's prestige television. And I know there's there was the debate at the time. Is it Star Wars? To me, it had just enough Star Wars in to feel Star Warsy. I don't need it. I don't need to be slapped in the face of a cold wet fish every episode with Star Wars written on it to know that is a Star yes, Wars please. show. Um, sometimes <laughs> I like that though. Yeah, depending yeah. on the week. Um, but is it though that to the, to mm. your final your last point there? Sorry, when you say could it be that someone could watch Andor or they could watch Mando and mm. be like, oh Andor, I'm going to Google that. And then you quick Google and or from the movie Rogue One. What's Rogue One? It's on Disney Plus. I'm going to go and watch that. Could it be that you know that all these pieces of the puzzle are out there, and they're almost saying you know they're all, it's it's there to say to you, we've got so much more out there. Go check it out. Yes, and it's putting a burden on you to then check it out uh, because I'm a bit disappointed that you didn't show your wife's family. Uh, episode 16 of series four of the Clone Wars to start with. Do you know what I mean? I think you could have really thrown them in right the deep. And I don't know what episode that is to be fair, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, live action is always going to be the place to start, I think. And I think they are, I think they've done a good job at, like you said, with Mando, you can watch Mando and you can see, I, th- I think you can get a pretty good idea of what's going on, especially from that first episode. You know that th- you're in a, you're in a, a place which is, undergoing change you might not know the emperor of the galaxy but you know something's changed now we're in a new era i think the shows are doing a good job of of establishing their setting yes but again it comes back to the question is is there is there too much do are we going to get an over-reliance on these shows so is to kind of throw the point back at you of used your your wife's family as an example Mm -hmm. could it be that they might want to watch skeleton crew they might they might see that and they might say, Luke, what's this about? It looks quite funny, like kids in space. But we but we might we know that oh you might have to watch Ahsoka to really have a decent understanding of what's going on here. Yeah. Could that be part of the problem as well? That where they're making this kind of MCU esque mandoverse that things now become required to really get an understanding of what's going on, you know, case in point, Book of Boba Fett and Mando. Well, you just, yeah, you, you just hit the nail on the head, mate. Um, potentially, potentially. Um, because I've also got to now explain to my family, oh, by the way, you got to watch Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and you've only got, you've only got a couple of weeks to do it. Because, oh, what's on Kiwi threaten a robot? <laughs> yeah. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. Can't because, do it. because like they're going to be like, what? 
I've not even sent them the trailer and that because I'm like, you know, you, you, you're not going to get what's going on. Like Grogu's yes. back with Mando. What's, what's going down there? Yep. And, and I think there's an argument to be made on both sides of that, you know, and I think there's probably a, a, a strong argument for integrity. Yeah. That Star Wars is like, yep. Well, shrug. This is how it is. This is our so universe. More. Yeah. Yeah. We've had this before. We've had this before and we've had it even with the prequels and the originals, you know, they, there, there has to be an assumption that, you know, you are somewhat up to date. There has to be, especially with modern storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, however, there's a time and a place. There is a time and a place, and that doesn't necessarily justify Mando and Grogu's reunion <laughs> in this the, the the finale of the Book of Boba Fett, which yep. still baffles me. It still really, really baffles me. And I know we've only just done an episode on this a couple of weeks ago. Good mate. episode. It was a good episode, but you can't help but think, what? Like, yeah, that has that I have right now, I have to believe there was a reason. That, ha- that yes. has to be a narrative reason, and they're going in one direction. And I think we're going to see that. I think we are going to see, you know, Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, Mando Season 3, the crossover event, wherever that's going, whatever that's going to be called, Thrawn. I think we're going to see all of this stuff culminate to something very, very cool. Um, but the, that's part of the payoff, ain't it? Part of the payoff is keeping, and that's what happened with the MCU. With yep. Endgame, bang, the bang reason, and you know, the maths doesn't lie, does it? It's a huge film. That is a that is one of the planet's biggest blockbusters ever, the second biggest, and at a, well, at the time of release, the biggest. Yes. <laughs> and that and that is because you had a payoff for essentially loyalty, and even people that get involved in hype. What did they do? They went, oh, let me just catch up on the MCU. Let me fill in the blanks of what I didn't watch. Let me go back and watch the, and you know, that's something, something similar could happen here. Yeah. It's an observation, but this leads me to almost like my, my concluding ish thought on this may boy kind of, um, okay. okay. It's the, now's a really good time to start thinking about new films. <laughs> You're telling me, mate. Just for, the, a, just for the fun of it, but yes. Just you know, I think now's the time to go right. We need to we need to kind of separate ourselves. And we've got the Skywalker era timeline, or whatever era you want to call it, Republic era, M- Imperial era, something like that, right? Or you could call it like what it like the first era, something mm-hmm. like that, or the last era. And I think we need to just go. You know, a, a heavy distance in the future. Yep. Whether that's a hundred years for me right now, that seems too close. That seems way too close to Rise of Skywalker and the Mandoverse. Do it way in the distance, which is what they did actually in the EU, wasn't it? The old expanded universe. Yeah, they yeah. They went way back when and yeah, forward and back. You could yeah. go way back or way forward. And, you know, Big Boy Bell said that with KOTOR. Yeah. And I think if you do that, you can go, oh, yeah, that's a thousand years in the future. You can market that and you can, you can, yeah, you, you can really just set it aside as something different. Mm. And it's a fresh, fresh, perspective for new fans and for a new generation yeah right i I don't think that's a problem and i know people will be sitting here listening saying well hold on that just creates a new timeline 
Right. Come on. Come on. <laughs> if it, it, you know, the, 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 the counter to this point is we'll only ever play in the Skywalker saga sandbox. We'll only ever play in the, in between episode one and nine, just so we don't have different timelines to make it easy for new people. No, that, that the Star Wars will die a death very quickly because it's boring. I think it makes it easier. I think it makes it easier if you go. Exactly. Exactly. If you go one way or the other, because then you've got a fresh palette to play with. And I know we've discussed on the show about, you know, the canon and the rigidity of it. But Mm -hmm. I think there's only so much of a focus on it at the minute because everything feels so closer together. Everything is so, you know, it's in this sort of 50 year bubble. I know we've got the High Republic, which is set further. and and, And the gang over there are doing a really good job of of showing that they are separate. They are introducing new characters and new, th- and new themes and new uh, locations and ships and factions that won't necessarily play into the Skywalker saga, but I know they've got an end game to that era. It's going to have a definitive end. Yeah. And that is its own era. And I've said, I mentioned the books earlier. I think they are doing a, fa- a bang on job. The books of separating themselves into mm, eras. I, it's interesting. I, I, I think they do. The comics are a different story altogether. The comics, they just they do what they want, and I know a lot of people love the comics, and there are some bangers out there, but they kind of do what they want, and uh, some of them, <laughs> like, some of them do. are really kind of you, you can tell where they are, but some of them yeah. are like Luke Skywalker fighting like force vampires and stuff, like what I don't know where that's set. It's just it's, Mate, it's out there somewhere. Mate, oh, and then some mad stuff. It's like oh, that was set like a week after a New Hope. Oh, that's, uh, doesn't look like that's not the same character. Um, so the comics, that is that. I mean, that's a story all in itself. How do you get into that? They are they obviously they're handily written in runs. So you, you'll pick up an issue and it will say issue forty eight. Okay, well, common sense True. says there's forty seven epi- issues before that. But um, there's, there are so many of them, and the volume of comics coming out, which are set across different timelines, that is an issue because you've got one set. Uh, in the prequels, you've got some set in the OT, some set after that, some set in the High Republic. Now there is you know the comics really are an output to themselves i think the book's doing a great job of really kind of honing in on where they are but i'm with you on this i think we need to go one way or the other like back in time or forward because the reason why it maybe feels like there's too many timelines is because they're all so close together if you like you said the 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 old republic this is set a thousand years before or or the brand new sparkling new republic set a thousand years in the future there is no confusion there there's none whatsoever. There's no callbacks to, oh, do you remember General Skywalker from a thousand years ago? I think yeah. it'd be a lot tidier. And I think like you, I think they have to now embrace this. Lucasfilm now have to take the spider scruff of the neck and make this their own not, not and not play on what we know already and, and use that as their trump card. At the minute, everything is set in this kind of prime period and they can still do Mando season seven and nine, eight, nine and 10 whilst they're doing this new timeline. But like you said, I, th- I think they need to establish a new era now to really, now that might make things a little bit clearer. They might provide a bit more clarity. Do, do you know what though, mate? Like, go on. I, I'm, I'm going to do something that might surprise you a little bit, but like, um, I'm not ready for this. You're not ready, mate. You're not ready. Sit down and, and have a, have a, have a little nosh of what drink you, what is it again? You're it's having it's got the little bits of light in it. It's incredible. Oh, filth, mate. Pure mm. filth. Um, I, I think if you look at something like, um, Middle Earth, right? Tolkien's writings and yes. his son's writings, right? Christopher, um, yeah. yeah, like there is a lot of information there. 
there is a lot of information. There is a lot of reading. Yes. Or let's think of someone else. I forget his name. Something is it? Something Jordan? Um, the Wheel of Time series. They're like they're oh, like, what, like guy, yeah. fifteen books or something. Yeah. Something mad, right? You know, people are capable of. Yeah. You know, keeping track of this stuff. People are capable <laughs> of following content. You know, they are. No, I didn't want to come across as 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 uh, you know as being condescending to people, but no, I don't think it's as hard as the world would have you believe to just go online and have a look. C- can Lucasfilm and Star Wars make and Disney make it easier for you? Like yeah. certainly in the way that you said with branding, <clears throat> absolutely. I, I I don't think it's so hard to really work out where things are. Certainly in the the live action sphere certainly yeah and i think that i think that they're they're doing it in a very clever way where if you want to be invested in the mandalorian mando verse mandalorian you can now do that if you want to just stick to the films you can do that if you want to just like go and explore more characters you can do that if you want to get involved in animation you can do that but i i still think things are written in a way where the films are top tier, right? The films are the Skywalker saga. Rogue One plays into the Skywalker saga directly. Arguably, to a lesser extent, Solo does too. Solo's a main character in the Skywalker saga, course, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's not get into that, the whole cesspit of Solo conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> films number one, you uh, could then think like live action TV, number two. Yeah. And I think right now with our focus on TV, it feels like number one, but it's not really. It's not. The films are number one. Yep. And then you go number animation three and then books four, comics five, video games. I would probably put last. Um, and I know that's ca- like tier canon. You mentioned it earlier about G canon. Yeah. Listen, mate, I can't lie. It, it feels like they're doing they've done that already they've cemented this already because when they need to when live action needs to or when even animation needs to they will happily sweep book or comic or video game canon right under the rug and never talk about it ever again yeah so that's what i think man and i think this stuff is is pretty accessible and star wars is magical it's it's so ridiculously magical that i think you can you can enter the canon at any almost any point, fall yeah. in love with it, and want to explore it more. And I think that's kind of there. its unique selling point, you know? Exactly, and, mate. And I would hope, like, Star Wars content now, past, future, will only make them want to come in and jump around, jump around, jump around. the time line, timeline. Uh, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with that, mate, as well? Mate, if you imagine being a newbie to this and really digging it and like really getting into it and then and then knowing that you've got like you say you've got the films you've got the, yeah. the tv shows you've got the animation you've got books comics and video games if you've got the time as well we you know that that's incredible i've i've looked at new franchises before and got into them and you're like this is great it isn't just uh it isn't just a tv show there are books or there are uh other things that you can get involved in i don't think yeah. that's a bad thing uh, as long no, as you I keep don't. Dave Filoni away I love from, it. from the canon, of course. Uh, but um, I think as well, uh, to basically, re again, revalidate your point, you set things in different eras and you don't have this issue of, oh, we wrote that 10, 10 years ago. And we've got to change it now because it won't have any bearing on it because it'll be you're making your own canon. You're making your own part of it, which yeah. eventually you'll feed into with other stories. 
because now you, you you've written your own story you could you know the parameters of which you can play in i think that's where it needs to go but in my for conclusion for in conclusion for me mate does star wars have a timeline problem i'm going to say no but with a with an asterisk no because mm. i know the errors i think that lucasfilm and disney have done enough to segment when they need to whether it is giving things a new title fall of the empire rise of the rebellion obviously then obviously something obvious like the higher republic era but as to things like resistance maybe maybe not because it's called resistance things like rebels the things like clone wars uh the things like jedi fallen order and that we can ascertain from the title where they're set rebels rebellion resistance well that must be true it doesn't smack to new people where it is so if you really want to make this cohesive timeline which i'm all for with the knowledge that there was always going to be a few missteps along the way in terms of continuity then i do think they have to i do think there is plenty of room for them to to make to rebrand or to make the branding clearer because i think it will only encourage more people to check out all this brilliant rich swathe tapestry they've got here and you know other 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 franchises can do it lord of the rings first age second age third age whatever uh, we've got all, all these other ips can do it i think star wars can too mate yes let's jump around mate let's jump around like a couple of sick heads hi this is daniel roebuck yeah and I, hey hold on get out of the microphone this is greed stridus yeah you know me from jedi fallen order you know what you're listening to? Do you? You're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Hey, uh, Greece, would you just wait a second? Can I? I'm talking. Just uh, no, I'm talking. Okay, Greece, c- calm down a second. <laughs> listen, everybody. Uh, uh, yeah, Star Wars podcast. It's called Star Wars Sessions. Uh, listen to it whenever you can. Greece, anything? Yeah, he's now he's silence. Ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes the best discussions in Star Wars are had over a drink, at a bibs bash maybe, at a cantina too, or just simply in our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina, which is where we have pulled up the Essex Falcon one more time tonight. Lukey boy, the only question that remains is, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah, come on. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? Can I persuade you to join us for the drink? Absolutely. Give me the spiciest drink you got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yeah, boy. Here we are back in the Bantina. For those who are new to the show or old, each week we sit down with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers and we get your thoughts on our main discussions. So this week, we wanted to know your thoughts on the question, does Star Wars have a timeline problem? And we had a problem going through them all because we had so many replies. Lukey boy, uh, what did we get over there on the old IG? Uh, that nerd Tony 92 right. said, I wouldn't say it's messy to a casual fan or someone getting into the franchise for the first time. It just means we get a lot of content. Like the story doesn't end after watching all nine films of the Skywalker saga. You have the animated shows, the live action shows and everything in between that continues to build on the lore and keeps us all sucked into the world. So that's that's a positive one to start off with. Uh, Collector Saul on Instagram says, I get this since Lucasfilm are aware of this and have made a conscious effort to have the story standalone somewhat. 
The downside to this is that it causes a tension with the fans who want more connectivity and crossovers. I think they're treading this fine line pretty well, but it's inevitable there'll be a percentage of people who feel lost and some who'd like to see more of what is regarded by some as fan service and or might be the one of my and or might be one of the best attempts at achieving a healthy balance love that lukey boy summerfield king of wales says i just want them to focus more on the new republic and post tross era palpatine loves it uh (laughs) nosrami longshot says it does really seem like it will be confusing for newcomers to watch the ahsoka show if they haven't gotten through the clone wars and rebels animated shows i mean that's a good point, isn't it? Like we've already been introduced to Ahsoka, but I, I, if I recall speaking to my family about it when they were watching Mando, they were like, "Oh, who's that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a Jedi from like a different era," and they were like, "All right, cool." Didn't yep. kind of like shrugged and were like, "Oh yeah, fair enough." <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it, again, especially Ahsoka is going to be Rebel sequels too. Maulin Solo was a wink, a, a massive wink, notwithstanding, but. If Ahsoka is going to have all of these rebels characters in, that then become that's where the problem arises because you are like, who are these people? Why do they have an established backstory which I feel like I should know about? Yes, yes, spot on, mate, spot on. So I, I can see why it'd be daunting, but I, let's see. I, I still think we're kind of in a experiment experimental time at the moment uh jasmine asia says as long as it doesn't affect trilogy canon um and finally from instagram it's a uh, matt hudson music not, <laughs> not to be confused with our matt hudson. there is guy. indeed another one there is another there is another <laughs> he says i agree more. that it is it is more <laughs> more <laughs> matt hudson's more <laughs> Matt Hudson Music says, I agree that it's reaching a point where simply from a time to watch commitment, there is a lot of time required and a lot to take in. And often knowing where to start can be difficult. However, for those fortunate enough to have seen it all, the payoff at certain plot points is just fantastic and very moving. I think the beauty of this franchise is the fact that there is so much to discover and you can take as much or as little as you like from it the star wars universe has transcended beyond the skywalker saga and for me some of my favorite elements fall outside of vader luke han and leia with all this said i still find myself telling people that they need to watch it all so go figure matty boy we got some saucy comments though we got Mm. more more than that um but do you know what generally generally quite positive which is nice to see. But bear in mind, we are in a little glass house echo chamber, aren't we? In, as Star Wars fans, maybe we're overthinking it. What else are people saying online, mate? Uh, I'll jump over to a couple of the other social networks. And to your point, mate, we've got Win- Winthorpe Pell says, oh, sorry, Winthorpe the Third. I do apologise. He says, oh. they say, I have been confused, but this graphic helps. Thanks. Well, it was a brilliant Google search by Master Blywalker there. Um, (laughs) Kit Snowdrag says, as a fan for 45 years, it is a little confusing. So we've got a a few people there immediately saying, actually, there is quite a lot going on. Bobby Lawson, our boy, he said, guys, this is what I was saying on the solo watch along. Never mind Messi, where is the scope for imagining the adventures of our favourite heroes and heroines when it's all spelled out for us in painstaking detail? 
Uh, no, I agree with that because it's all condensed into this little 50-year period. Uh, our boy, Charlie Ashby, he says, uh, if this is too dawning for people, wait until they look at real history. Great you know, point. Luke, Lukey boy had um, gone back and forth with him on that agreement with him, and Charlie is a, comp- a big proponent for, you know, if you, if you prefer legends, that's fine. That's your canon. Go with that, uh, which is a very healthy way of looking at it. Um, and then over on Facebook, I had to read this one out because there's some filthy points in there, uh, from Jacob Lusk, who is a Wheel mm. of Fan, Wheel of Time fan. He said, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, whether we have a timeline problem, he says, in essence, yes. In some ways, this has been a problem since the introduction of the prequels, which prompted debates over the best order to watch the films, plus an expansive set of Legends material. The point is, it's not a new situation. The best way I've dealt with this, says Jacob, is the Discworld series by Terry Fratchett, a 41-book series, which is a dedicated website called Discworld Emporium where you can look at different types of breakdowns of the series, i.e. standalone books for new readers to try the series, or mini-series that feature the same characters if you just want to follow one character, which is far more accessible for newcomers. I think mm. one thing that's worth mentioning, this is a good point, is now the barrier of entry in order to access the newer content is behind basically a paywall called Disney+. Plus. He then goes on to say that this isn't all his thoughts, but that's the shortest he could make it. But that is a right. point, I mean... You do have to pay to go and watch a film in a cinema, but that's a one-off payment. If you want to watch Mando, Boba, Kenobi, and all that, you do have to have an ongoing subscription to Disney+. And that's a great point there, Jacob, mate. I mentioned it before. Um, people like the guys at UT and our, our buddy Eric and that, they do a fantastic job of segmenting the canon up. That's what they do. So if you just want to follow one era, you can do. If you just want to follow one one character or one arc they'll show they'll tell you who to what sorry what to read or watch or listen to so there are outlets out there who do it fantastic ones and utini the ones that come to mind there are plenty of other ones so do holler at me with some more but i think it is a good <laughs> idea that they you know that if people can find an outlet out there which can kind of help them i don't think that's a bad thing i don't think that's admitting that it's confusing it's just helping out your fellow fans so yeah, we've got an awful lot of comments, mostly mostly on the positive, like Lucky Boy said, but we did have quite a few that said, I don't know, it's a bit confusing, or I don't know where to start, or thanks for the graphic. So, um, yeah, if you didn't hear yourself read out on this part of the Bantina this week, don't be discouraged, we've got so many, but do keep sending in your comments, and we'll do everything we can to get you featured on an upcoming segment in the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, Spice is part of the Bantina. It's the Patreon questions section may boy are you ready for this absolute uh fill fest of a spice train to arrive at your station mate this week's main topic was built on the back of a patreon question so i can't wait to see what we got this week dust your platform off mate we're arriving <laughs> jake cope steak cope steak cope stacks cope steak it's cope steak <laughs> mate jack cope steak says Start with a spicy question 
for a spicy podcast for a spicy pair of chaps <laughs> what's your thoughts on the prices for photos and autographs that's causing so much controversy at star wars celebration europe 2023 obviously this has only been released in like the last few weeks mate uh we've got some awesome guests coming uh this week alone we've had like fennec shand yeah, um boy. announced and captain phasma Ming-Na Wen and uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Christensen. Um, Anthony Daniels. There's, it's a phenomenal and impressive list already. Um, but it's a little bit pricey. What do you think, mate? What are you, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, man. There's been back and forward on our own Discord server about these. Um, for me, mate, I, you know, I will always think that these are hideously overpriced for what they are. And that, you know, nothing's really going to change my mind on that. Now, right. I know what it's like to want a photo or an autograph from one of your idols. It's a special moment. It is a special moment. And to some people, it will absolutely be worth every single penny that you spend to get a photo with Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, so on and so forth. But for me, mate, it's, the, it's a kind of like the castle, the herd-like nature of the moment takes away some of the joy. It can feel quite impersonal for the money you pay it's not a meet and greet. You're not paying 300 quid for meet and greet. You're paying 300 quid to be shoved in. You've got, you've got 20 seconds. Smile, get your picture and get out. Yeah. Um, and it can feel quite impersonal. So for me, it isn't, it's overpriced. However, let's, let, let's look at it. We've spoken about this off air as well and in, in part on the Discord. This is London. <laughs> this is a huge convention, one of the biggest in the world. And the price yeah. is unfortunately, but realistically, are going to reflect that. This isn't a new thing. Just like the timelines in Star Wars, this isn't a new thing. This isn't suddenly <laughs> celebration being like, oh, we're going to increase costs by 200%. So I don't know why it's come as such a surprise. This is always the way. I know smaller conventions have lower prices because, again, it, it's down to the prestige or the level of the convention, sometimes the guests who are there. And it's all, remember, it's not the guests, it's not also the guests who say how much. They don't d- dictate the price, which is what we're told anyway. I just feel a little bit for families with young kids who might want to meet their heroes and, you know, the parents might not be able to afford 250 quid for a photograph with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I, I don't mean to keep um, dumping on Ewan McGregor here. It's just the first person I could think of. <laughs> but all that said, mate, you, you, you bet your bottom Republic credit that this afternoon I was checking out how much it was to get a photo op with Ming-Na Wen, Phoenix Shandan. 109, <laughs> 109 quid. I was like, I can't afford it. It's too much, but... I, I was there. I, I was this close to thinking, oh, do you know what? Go on. That's, that, that's the counterpoint to it, mate. It can, it can be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for a lot of people. We've yeah. said that on this show about Galaxy's Edge, the, the Star Cruise, just, just going to Walt Disney World. It can feel like a once-in-a-lifetime coming to a celebration. So maybe um, just chucking all that money for a photo op isn't a waste of money. And I don't mean to say to somebody out there, what you're no. doing is wrong or what or what a waste absolutely not it's just to me i think it's a lot of money for the experience that you get but i, I understand it so it could be a once in a lifetime as well so there are there are factions and variables there mate for me i, I think any of these events i think they're charging too much that's just me though mate what about you though are you, are you more on the side of no you, you know it is a once in a lifetime so you're paying for that or what are you thinking mate i you know it's it's it is a funny one. Um, I, I agree with everything you've just said, um, but I think there's a few other factors worth considering, right? Mm-hmm. In, the, in, in the pop culture landscape, in the pop culture landscape, 
the most famous event every year is San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. it's not the it's not it's one of the biggest buy attendants, but it's not even one of the biggest buy attendants, right? There's other comic cons that are bigger. Reputation. But for, for for cultural significance, San Diego is number one. And it probably will be for a long time. Now, second place is probably up for debate. And I think the landscape is changing a lot as the Comic-Con industry and the acceptance of things like Comic-Con and geek and popular culture is becoming more and more accepted widely, right? But I think there's probably an argument to say, Mayboy, Star Wars Celebration is a strong second. Mm-hmm. A strong second, yeah? There's no there's no other franchise that can have a convention this big, right? And I know Star Trek do, I think, like Mission Fleet or something. Yes, um, they do, yeah. Which you is know, well attended. Got, you've got the Oxmoot in, in Oxford, I think, the, 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 the Tolkien um, fan club. But, but Star Wars Celebration is, it's like, there's not, there's pretty much no other franchise that can pull off a convention like this every other year or year in year out and it be well attended and have this amount of trailers and footage and Hype. news and it be talked about and trending on twitter and instagram right <clears throat> and of course i'm looking at this from like a western perspective of right? course because, you know that's where we are and that's where this franchise is from right but um in saying that it is a premiere event and i think jack some people might forget that now it doesn't necessarily justify the prices the prices are are steep they are steep especially when ming na wen was in london filming comic con like the other year and you could probably get her autograph for maybe half the price right yeah but this ain't london filming comic con this isn't the olympia venue this is star celebration at the excel center yeah it's a different caliber of convention. And I think for people who haven't been there before, um, they m- will probably discover that once they're there. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think this is just a completely different caliber of convention. And this isn't, like you said, this isn't new, you know, like they were charging crazy prices at Anaheim. Yeah. And. You know, part of me, part of me, you know, I do think it's a little bit tone deaf, especially with cost of living going crazy across a lot of the world right now. It is a little bit tone deaf, but, you know, at the end of the day, the, it is a business. And also these guys, man, they work hard when they're there and signing and doing photo ops. This isn't an easy thing. This it's like, it's ruthless for these guys It is mentally and physically exhausting. And there also has to be a degree of, look, if Hayden was £50 a pop or £40 a pop or, or something something cheap, yeah, how many thousands, yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of people would be queuing up there all day? There ha- there's, there's a certain amount of crowd control. Listen, I'm not, ju- I'm, I, and that's not me justifying it. I'm just saying, mm. like, the more popular ones are going to be more pricey because... Yeah. And at the end of the day, people will book it. Yeah. They, they know that. They know that. And if people will book it, they'll charge it. That's just like, you know, the old laws of capitalism, in it? And again, I'm not justifying it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not justifying no, I, I it. I hear you, mate. I'm not saying it's you. fair, but that's the way it is. So, Jack, I get it. I'm, I, I, and I hope that this just adds a little bit more context. But you might have known this anyway, so there you go, mate. Yeah, great shout, mate. It's... 
again, you're neither here or there with it. Some people will be for it, some will be against it. We kind of, we, I think we kind of see both sides of the coin. Um, but, you know, is that what yeah. do you guys think? Do you think the, the prices were, were are worth this controversy? Do you think it's uh, much ado about nothing? We'd love to hear what you think about this. And also yourself, Jack, mate, uh, drop it on the Discord if you haven't already. Um, this is a good question. I'm looking forward to hearing your answer about this one. Thank you for that, All Jake. Right. This one is from Christopher Wiseman. Lad. He says, Who's on your Mount Rushmore of Star Wars characters? After getting the Lego Star Wars game after your recommendation on the yearly recap, yes. I noticed that the characters are split out into types. Oh, timelines. Brett Brandon. And this got me thinking, who would you pick to be on your Mount Rushmore? Four characters, no more, no less, but to make it a bit spicy, you can only choose one Force user, so you're Jedi or Sith, one alien, one human that is not a Force user, and one obscure background character, um, Christopher Wiseman to keep it family friendly I will change that Christopher Wiseman has said he'd pick <laughs> Cal Kestis Nine Numb Fennec Shand and mm. Max Rebo so Lukey boy who are you picking a force user an alien a non-force using human and a background character who are you picking I mean um, let, yeah let's do it mate force user old man Luke it's yeah. got to be Old Man Luke's sequel trilogy represent, yeah? It's got yeah, it's boy. got to be done, mate. It's got to be done. One alien, it's obvious, isn't it? It's obvious. It's got to be Ponder, <laughs> yeah? Ponder. What are you pondering about? Ponder Baba. I'm always pondering <laughs> about course. Ponder Baba. You know it. Um, one human. Um, oh, I don't know. That's that's where I'm like, oh, that starts to get a little bit blurry. You're Baba Ling on, aren't you, about this? Yeah, true. Yeah, it could be, could be. What should we do? Pre- oh, do you know what grief cargo we'll do grief cargo oh. mandalorian because i'm trying to represent Mandal. you know like different eras here grief cargo yeah grief cargo um what's the other one and one um <laughs> that word glut you're back you're back yeah yeah you're glup your background character you're obscure, more <laughs> obscure kind of cult character as such yeah um probably like gonk droid gonk <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the leaked footage of the Mandalorian trailer at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, and uh, there was a, when there was a gonk in the background, like everyone went mental. <laughs> <Everyone went, "Whoa." laughs> and they're in everything now. Ah, who love? Who don't love a gonk? Yeah. We love. We love. Honk a if you love droid. gonk. Honk <laughs> if you're driving right now. Honk if you love gonk. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Here we go. I'm not driving, but I honked for gonk. Um, so, so good. So, uh, uh, where is he? Uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, gonk. So you've gone Old Man Luke, um, Ponder Baba. Ponder, yeah. Grief, Grief Karga. And Gonk and, Droid. And Gonk. Mine yeah, is, mate, I'm going to sequel represent as well, having Ray Skywalker oh. on that Mount Rushmore, beautifully carved in stone up there forevermore. I see. Uh, for my alien, I'm going for Grease, because... How funny would that be? Classic. Human is... This is a bit more standard. I'm happy with it. Han Solo. You, 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 Han Solo's got to be up there somewhere. Fair. Fair. And from a glup... Mate, come on. Come on. Storms, you know, storms are coming. It's got to be Jira. Oh, up what? there as well. Come on. It's Jira every day of the week. I forgot Jira. How could I? These storms are coming. It's going to erode that mountain face, but it's never going to take away our Jira. I can't wait, mate, to see those four up there. If anybody out there who wants to do a really quick mock-up of our Mount Rushmore's, that would be uh, Mount Filthmore. 
that would be great to see our characters on Mount Rushmore. I'm not clever enough to do that, you see. Mate, I, I mean, it's a cracking, cracking question, Chris. Christopher Wiseman, you are a wise man with a wise uh, question. We love it. You love it. The kids love it. So, honk, gunk, honk. <laughs> there's, there's your entry point into Star Wars. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Brilliant. Right, next question. Paul Mulholland with the last question of the Patreon section. He says, leading on from Paul Buckle's question about the Jedi Temple becoming a Weatherspoon, <laughs> what is the name of the new pub? For oh. me, given their history of losing limbs, it has to be the Skywalker's Arms. <laughs> oh, yes, mate. Yes, I love it. Absolutely love. What are you saying, mate, boy? What are you oh, saying? It's like a dyad there. The two pools coming together with one with the same question um, content. Mulholland and Buckle, uh, mate. I think you've <laughs> you nailed it. The Skywalker's arms. Um, just to annoy people, I'd call, I'd call it the Holdo maneuver. <laughs> just, just to annoy yeah. people. Um, uh, yeah. the, obviously, on the, the listeners to the podcast will know the Dog and Hud is uh, a fairly prevalent. Um, drinking hole in the galaxy. Uh, the stifling and slimy quacter, thanks to Cad Bane. Uh, the greasy money, uh, the greasy money, or um, <laughs> in honour of a of a very good joke Luke Bly made one day, I would call it uh, the Sheave and Seagull. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Sheave and Seagull. <laughs> yes, mate, I'll have a Stella. That's um, it, the Steven Seagull. What are you going for, Guinness. I always, go, I always get a Guinness, you know that. You know, oh, you that's usually what I start off London with. Pride or a Guinness, in it? I love a London Pride, mate. Exactly. Love that, fillers. Um, right, I've got three here, but the one is clearly the best. Okay? okay. One is clearly the best. Um, the Queen's Head, and it's going to be, you know, Padme Amidala themed. I like it, like it. Done. Classic, Done, classic. yeah. Yeah, mate. Um, obviously. The Chosen One. <laughs> Yeah, where you going? I'm going the chosen one. Um, last but not least, okay, this is a deep cut. You're going to love that. I, I keep, I keep bringing Middle Earth up in this episode. It is an accident, I promise. <laughs> uh, the prancing father. <laughs> yes, the prancing <gasps> pony. Yes, the prancing <gasps> pony. Yes, from, uh, the prancing father. Yeah, fellowship. Mate, yeah. we're, we're, we're 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 caught in controversy here with the Holdo maneuver and the prancing oh. father. Living life on the edge here. Don't tell people that film exists, mate, boy. <laughs> the Last Jedi. The Don't time, tell though. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I drink in mm. all of those. The Chosen One. Quite, I think the Queen's Head, though. Classic, classic British oh, name, isn't it? Classic, classic. It. It's got to be done, isn't it? Yeah. Filthy, Cracking filthy. questions, though. Paul, Christopher, Jack, you bunch of sickheads, and thanks again for supporting the Patreon. Means the world. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for your questions there, guys. If you want to uh, give us a question for next week, you can do. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Sign up at the relevant tier. And you, too, can have your question featured on the Patreon question section of the Bantina. But that is that for this week's edition of the Bantina Bartender. Sorry about the mess. We're going to be back again, same time again, here in the Bantina next week for some more filth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! 
Each week on Star Wars Sessions, we end off with a Star Wars-themed game. We alternate who is going to be hosting the game. This week, it is my week now. Usually, this is the part where I ask Master Blywalker if he wants to know what he's playing. I am going to ask him that question in a minute. However, off air, I have just told him to scuttle off into his kitchen and get the biggest jug or pitcher of water that he can find. His game is going to be water themed. Here we, here he is now, like a Mon Cala. He's back. Uh, I hope he's got the water. He's there. He is like a right, like, Admiral Akbar of his water. I was Sorry just explaining that, that usually yeah. this is the point now where I'd say, "Do you want to know what you're playing?" But I mentioned that I'd sent you on an errand, Luke. Do you want to know what you're playing? Yeah, go on, mate. Well, last week <laughs> you made me you made me chug oh. back marshmallows and play chubby bunnies. Wow, that's a big glass. Um, this time, oh look at that. For your game, you yeah. every time I ask you to say a Star Wars quote, you are going to fill your mouth with water, put your put your head back and try and speak with a mouthful of water. Try and say the quote, please. <laughs> a more extreme version of what we did yesterday, <laughs> last week, last week, last week, not yesterday. Man, that would be quick. But don't please don't choke. Don't try it as a home, guys, and please don't choke. Right. But Lukey boy, so I'm going to give you some quotes, oh, uh, and all you've got to do is basically the way. say them. Oh, yeah, don't blow the house up. You've got to say yeah. it. And as long as it's legible, we'll let you go on to the next one. So uh, right. are you ready, my friend, to play this Aqua-themed game? Yeah, go on. Let's, let's uh, Aqua aqua do it. <laughs> right, take yeah. a big old glug of the old H2O, please. Just a massive glug. Yeah, man. Fill those cheeks. Mm-hmm. Right, can you uh, say, I am Boba Fett, please? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a fridge. This is better than I thought. Get <laughs> you ready, mate. What's <laughs> more with feeling? You could swallow that one. I literally like it just squirted out my mouth. You should have said, no. good thing we videoed this because I can watch this for years on end. Oh, no. Um, okay. Well, I'll make it's sure I don't It's on my little heater. It's on my little it's office. Blow his house. His wife's like, what are you doing? Gargling away in the aye. back room. Um, right. The next one, my friend. Can you take a swig of water, please? Flaming hell. It's, it's It goes up my nose, mate. <laughs> it's right. Okay, go on then. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you say I've got a bad feeling about this? <laughs> I'll only give you two or three more. It's fine. My man is suffering, <laughs> mate. I've still got the marshmallow all over my um, my my vocal your pop shield. shield. Your pop yeah, shield. Yeah, I've still got the marshmallow all over it. Okay, I'll only give you a few more because you're suffering. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next right, one, please. One more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you say, uh, Ray, Ray Skywalker? <laughs> 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 God, I quit saying because my man's oh. gonna cho- drown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, go on, oh, go on, please, one more, one more, please. No, I can do it. I, it's just, it's the pain. There's a weird okay. pain when it goes up it, your nose. Right in the back, you. Okay, I'll give you one more. Right then, in the because... back, right in the back, right, right in the yeah, back. Um, it's because if we didn't do this, I'd people would think I've lost my touch mm-hmm. you know what's coming my mm-hmm. friend somehow Palpatine returned mm. <laughs> 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 
Ah, he's got a knife for his face. Oh, I feel like I've strained my neck. <laughs> Do you remember on oh. Mustafar when all the, the, the lavas are flying in the air? It's like that out of your mouth. On my neck. <laughs> How have I hurt my neck? <laughs> right, end of the game because he's caused physical pain to himself. That was rubbish. I thought I'd do a lot better than that. <laughs> I've got tears in my oh, eyes. Are my toys okay? <laughs> <laughs> By toys, do you mean your vo- your vocal cords in your <laughs> no, neck? No, I'm talking about I've got a cheeky well, <laughs> axe, axe woves next to me. Uh, oh, where, is he, where is he in the timeline? Oh, no, honestly, my, um, my eyes oh, are... Mate got tears in them <laughs> just from oh, my neck that. hurts <laughs> it's not funny but it, it's just the way you it, flung you flung your head forward on the first go i was in i look a a for effort oh yeah absolutely but that is that <laughs> yeah that is a passing barely made a dent in the game barely made a dent mate, you did in and the but water. also mate you've you're gonna re <laughs> you're gonna rehydrate yourself on some water now um, you do. I think yeah, you need to go I, back to bed after this, mate, and just rest your neck. This is a reminder that if you're listening, you're probably not drinking enough water anyway. Yes. So go drink some water. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is our public service announcement to drink more water. Keep yourself hydrated. We're guaranteed and, uh, to get a British podcast award now. We are done. Yes, we've had just chubby bunnies and aqua and aqua face. Just <laughs> to helping people drink water, mate. Yeah, yeah no, mate, no, no, no. You got your sugar levels up last week. You've got your oh water levels up this week. The pain you've gone through for this—I didn't actually mean to I, hurt you, mate. Right there, yeah. That like where my neck meets my the shoulder clavicle. really hurts. So if, if anyone could explain that, how that's happened, that would be great. Let me just rewatch the footage, and I can try and pinpoint the exact moment where you've just pulled out all your muscles. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, please. You are an absolute <laughs> trooper for doing that. Next week's game will probably involve less food, less drink, and less straining. But uh, who knows? It's yeah. not my week. So who knows? I Could be no a trip idea. to the toilet. <laughs> right. Review it. Probably will be with my phone. In yeah, my probably. Hand. Yeah, classic. Exactly. Uh, right. That is that then for this week's game. Luke Bly has absolutely smashed that and his body in doing so. Uh, <laughs> I do apologise for laughing so much, my friend. But that- it's encouraged, mate. It's encouraged. Yeah, I know. That is going to bring an end to the Senate and episode 193 of Star Wars Sessions. There's a lot to look forward to but we're having a blast right where we are here. But the fun doesn't end there, my friend. No one's ever really gone. Tell me, where can the world find us online? They, oh, 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 nearly. They they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we'll be there. Send us an email. Uh, or a voice note to uh, hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And don't forget about the Patreon, guys. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. $2, mate. $2. Two quid gets you the exclusive juicy content. Um, I mean, what else can you get for a couple of quid nowadays? Not a lot. Not a lot. So if if you can afford it, it would mean the absolute world to us. You know, we we love doing this week in, week out. But... Seeing that extra bit of support come through, honestly, it helps massively. And with expenses and stuff, right, Matty boy? You know, 
does help a big deal. So thanks to everyone who supports anyway. Right, I'll get off my soapbox. There you go. No, no, no. You are, Everything you say there, I echo my friend. But if you want to continue supporting our show for free, you can do by calling Luca GP and by leaving us mm. a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice which still includes Spotify. Five stars helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners, and it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your postman. The more the merrier, the castle spicier. Yeah, tell Dr. Quadpaw we need him. Tell him this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke... May the force be with you always. Luke! Luke! Yeah, come on. Cack, joke steak. <laughs> Cack. That, listen, that'll make up That'll make up for me mispronouncing your surname. Yeah? We're even. You get the spoonerism. <laughs> Essex-based podcast heroes... Go on, click-clack. You're free.